Alright guys, Kane from Garage 11 and here we are again. We've got a little bit of a cool thing for all of you listeners out there. We've got a, a bit of an impromptu podcast. We've had a bit of a hiatus from our usual uh, podcast with Marshall and Gozo. They're out and about doing whatever. I think Marshall's heading to Sydney, Queensland for the next week or so. So we're going to sort of fill it with a few little bits and pieces, some cool stuff which we may start to bring in more regularly I think because there's a lot of cool stuff that we've got that we talk about. I know on our usual podcast, we mainly speak about current events and that sort of stuff. So we might start doing a couple little smaller ones of vintage stuff. We're going to be talking today about old gear because we're pretty passionate about that. We might do some more bike stuff, some restoration stuff, all sorts of things. But joining me today, Mr. Mitch Worrell, he's come in to speak to us about, because you're just as passionate about Vintage gear is what I am, so it sort of worked well. How are you, man? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just been uh, yeah, flat out raising a kid and um and, and yeah, running some riding schools and, and yeah, coaching for for Lee Hogan and BCP. So. Yeah, you're the BCP. You're that. You sort of do a lot of stuff for for him and and that program there, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, yeah, and just uh, yeah, pretty much just keeps me keeps me going, riding yep. and, and and relevant at, at, in some way. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good uh good few years now with hoax but um yeah we're here to talk about some uh, some older gear and yeah and obviously with uh with our connection through fox there's a lot of uh and i know you you love fox uh fox riding gear as well yes, as, yes, as much as I do. so it's uh, it's really cool it's a cool time um for, for that sort of new uh to, to retro type of um you know where they're sort of bridging the gap between the, the new stuff and, and a lot of new riders are, are seeing a lot of um older designs they may not know where they come from or, or what they're about so. that's crazy like the barbed wire stuff that was released recent like in the last few weeks like i saw it instantly and and i messaged a, a friend of ours mr d mosey guys like man when this comes in let me know and he's like it's in i'm like cool i need three uh, sets yeah Thank you yeah very much. yeah it's a really cool um yeah it's, it's cool because it's exactly the same as the um looking wise uh with all the new the new technology that, that fox has yeah. so. and that's the thing like you talk about we've got a younger guy ethan who was spoken about you know even gozo like it sort of wasn't really his generation because he's sort of in his early 20s um but you see guys see it now and they don't know where the reference comes from like they don't know it's like oh it kind of looks ugly and it's like Dude, that was like some of the most <laughs> iconic gear ever. Like, like we see it and we go, cool, like cotton and straight leg pants. Like yeah, you can, absolutely. You can literally yeah, like this. And it's literally, yeah, there's, there's some of it, which is pretty close uh, on, the, on the back wall behind us. But yeah, you can obviously see uh, you've got the newer stuff up the top there and then you've got the, the old cotton stuff down the bottom, which is... Uh, yeah, nice and uh, nice and warm on a forty degree day. Oh, that's dude. for sure. <laughs> it's it's wild, and you know, guys obviously take it a lot for granted. Modern gear technology, and you know, you look at the pants. We obviously sort of can't really see it from the camera, but you can definitely see the shape in a lot of the newer pants as well. Like, you look at some of these pants; they're literally just straight leg pants. And then you look at a new one; it literally has that that L yeah. shape, that boomerang in yeah. it. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. And you know, Fox have always been at the fore. There's a lot of other brands which we go through, but like I said, we're, you and I are both fairly passionate about the Fox brand. Um, Fox have always been at the forefront for a long time with design, you know, styles, pushing that boundary. And I think in a world where it's very hard to be new or it's very hard to do different things, Fox always seem to find a way to have something that is, whether you love it or hate it, that's the idea. If you can design something that is polarizing, you've done your job properly absolutely. and they're still doing that absolutely and and a lot of that obviously comes from from pete from from back in the day a lot of his uh his designs were were revolutionary no one had ever seen you know zebra print on gear or, or spider webs and all that sort of stuff 
it didn't happen until it until it come out and now you see other brands sort of following suit and then you know yeah and like all the fluoros and, and all that sort of stuff from the 80s where it was sort of weird and offbeat it sort of became popular and then obviously well i mean it goes with the trend of everything in the 80s was a bit fluoro and a bit and, weird yeah a bit <laughs> wacky as well like prince was you know Run man, yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, dude, and look, my my old man was an '80s motocrosser, and we've got some of his gear still in the still in the 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 loft. And you look at it, and like you talk about cotton '90s cotton, then add stitched in padding to it, shoulder pads, and like yeah. chest protective pads and stuff like that. And you're like, how did you guys even like like in Australian climate as well? Like, how did you guys even run this yeah. stuff? It's just horrible <laughs> i guess you just, get, you just get used to it um i mean they, they must i mean you're getting used to a, a dual shock kicking you in the ass so yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> you know what i mean at some point um yeah you just you just i guess you just adapt but um actually on that i was thinking about uh i wanted to actually ask you your thoughts on this because i actually thought about it the other day when i was watching a video on instagram which is sort of a bit about the the retro side of stuff not so much gear wise but riding wise does Carson Brown dominate in the 90s and 80s? The way he rides a vintage bike, does that win? I think it does. I mean, you've got to... He's bringing modern... Because uh, that's a hard one. That's a super cool question, actually. Like, yeah, when, you really, think, when you really think about it and break it down, like he's got a modern riding style which didn't exist really until McGrath came in, what, 93... Let's say early, early 90s. 90s. But it's even more aggressive. And you and I were talking about this just before we started this show. Like, the guys are really... Not overriding, but the whips and the scrubbing is getting wild. So you've really taken a modern guy, put him on an old bike. Yeah, he wins for sure. 100%. The more I think about that, yeah. absolutely. Because his ability to adapt as well is out of control. Which is which is so crazy. This is definitely not... In their time, they were the, they were the guys, you know. But by saying a guy like Carson Brown beats... DaCosta and, and Hannah and Wardy and all those legends uh, back in the day uh, you know Carson Brown's a he's scoring points sometimes yeah like I mean and that's the thing you say DaCosta you say Hannah you say those guys and look I am by no means taking away what they did for the sport and, and you know what DaCosta's everywhere that man stands they just seem to go faster in that space right yeah. so we know he's definitely across it but they were relevant for their time period. Absolutely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like everyone idolizes them or they've got hero status. That's cool. It's kind of like me having that hero status for McGrath. He wouldn't be nowhere today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly like, right. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird. But yeah, I, I think Brown's ability to ride a motorcycle and a vintage motorcycle as well. It's easy. Like I'm going through it with, you know, trying out 450s and stuff and how much easier they make riding i think motorcycles have never been they've never been more powerful but they've never been easier to ride than what they are right now absolutely you take something like this like this you know an 86 kx 500 try and go fast on that you're gonna struggle do you know what i mean you don't yeah. have oh i need a little bit couple of clickers here uh, -uh. go just ride it and yeah. see what happens you know what i mean and that's where we're at yeah i got um i actually got the opportunity to ride a I believe it's a 91 or a 92 CR500 at Hastings. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that? Maybe a few months ago. Yeah. And I, I couldn't... Oh, I was... Yeah, I did see... Yeah, yeah. So I was um, I was terrified of the thing. I was like... 
I was like, no, nah, I don't want to ride it. I don't want to ride it. And then uh, I was like, all right, I'll take it for a spin. And I, because uh, underwhelming. Ah, uh, it was it was quite actually. I was very impressed with the the talk of it. I I thought okay. it would just be twist the throttle. I'm gonna die. Die light switch sort but of two stroke mentality. Yeah, but I think yeah by short shifting it, it sort of feels a little bit four fifty. I mean, I don't want to say that because it's obviously not, but. The torque and the and the running a taller gear, which is something that uh, I I mean I haven't really had that much experience on two stroke motorcycles. I have a CR one two five, which if you try to lug that thing, you, it just stops. It'll stop. Yeah. So yeah, to to sort of feel that feeling of having that torquey power out of a two stroke is something that I've never really experienced before. I was quite impressed with it and caught you off guard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not something I expected because you always hear the stories about, oh, you get on a 500 and you twist the throttle and it rips your arms out. And You know what's crazy with those stories as well? Guys that are telling those stories are generally... I don't mean to generalize. This is going to be a bit sucky, but... This is going to get you cancelled. This is, this is going to get... We, well, yeah, we, we've come close. <laughs> those guys that buy them and they just want to just click fifth down the road. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. it's got so much power. Wheel stands in every gear. Yeah, sick. But like, if you actually ride it from a, a someone who has the ability to ride a motorcycle on a track and go around and round and round and do ruts and jumps and stuff like that, it's. I think they're probably a very different motor. Like I said, two speed auto. Just click it in second or third. You've you've got that that pull yeah. to keep it going. I was talking to Jack Simpson after he did his uh, he did a, a Viper vintage round on his CR five hundred, and I asked him about it, and he said it's like holding onto a demo saw or like a big nine inch <laughs> angle grinder and spinning it up and then turning it. Like it yeah. has that gyroscope, like a lot more gyroscopic effect Yeah, as you're riding it than say like a 125 sure. or a 250 will, yeah. but like it wants to stand up. But I think 450s are, are very similar in that respect as well. Like they have that ability to stand up as you're coming on power. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh yeah, they're very, very impressive machinery. Yeah. Uh, a very impressive machine. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it was cool to experience it. And it sort of gives you a bit of a window into the past, you know. I mean, you obviously are around these things a lot. Um, but it sort of gives you an idea of what they sort of had to... to overcome. Do. Yeah, to overcome. But, but then having said that, is it overcoming and if that's all you know? Well, you know, we're talking about gear and we're sort of speaking about, you know, the 80s where you've got your cotton double stitched in padding, everything. If you don't know what a vented jersey is like, you got no, there's, you got nothing to compare it that's to. That's just what you're doing. That's that's it. You know what I mean? Like I, some people might hate me for this as well, but I've had some new old stock gear here on the wall that I actually rode in because I was like, you know what, I want to ride it that's, and see what it was like. See what it was like. Yeah. I did a couple of laps in it and I was like, cool. Got changed into normal stuff and I was, I liked it. I don't know, like the cotton did something for me. I don't know. It's like, like, a, it's like a firm cuddle. It is. It's <laughs> like a very warm, firm cuddle. Yeah. And look, it was a cool feeling. And, and I think, you know, like I'm, you know, I have very particular ideas and views on how things should look and aesthetics and that sort of stuff. And I think you and I sort of have Absolutely. some parallels there with that. Um, but yeah, it was it's definitely a window. Like you said, it's a, it's a good introduction because those 500s, those old two strokes, all that sort of stuff, you have fond memories of them. And then you go and ride them after riding a modern bike. Like, oh man, this thing's no good. But I think you've got to put it into perspective when you're riding them as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a different way of riding. It's a different way of thinking. And it's... They're fun. They're cool. Absolutely. You have to put yourself back in time. Yeah, 100% you do. And... Have the mentality that I am going back to 95 or I'm going back to 89. Or that's where I am right now when I'm riding. 100%. And, you know, my 96125, that was my only bike for... 
fairly large period of time. I rode it every weekend. Yep. Like you would ride a brand new 250F. And but, I loved it. But I must say, seeing your 96 125 out there, that ergonomically looks very, very similar to something current. Like it looks like if you valved the suspension, you got it pretty well dialed, it, it, you're not going to have a problem with it. Like, and, and that's the thing, you know, and the mid 90s was that... That that sort of starting to flow into modern motorcycle shape. Do you know what I mean? And a massive, yeah, massive technology gains, and, and that sort of what we kind of feel currently comes from that. Probably comes from that sort of starting point. That's a real big tipping point into what we've got now. Oh, hundred percent. You look at the eighties where they were very primitive. They were very archaic. You know, love them or hate them, great, but. That's the reality of it, and and they weren't. There's not a modern motorcycle in this motorcycle. Do you know what I mean? There's a huge high tank. It's the seats right down. It's plush. It's all this sort of stuff. Whereas, yeah, you look at '90s, and then you go into obviously the twin spar Honda generation, which is now what we're riding now. Currently. Essentially, if you're on a yeah. CRF, you're you're riding a twin spar frame and a Suzuki and every other brand that adopted that in the end. Yeah. So you know, and then KTM obviously came through and gave us thin bikes. Whereas Hondas always used to be lounge chairs. Like yeah. I remember them being big and wide. Whereas the Europeans gave us thin and then everyone else started to go down that trend. So you can definitely see it. But but here we are. Let's have a chat about gear. That's what we're yeah, we're going to have, have, a, have a talk about. So talk bike, talk bike, bike all day. Day. Sort of, talk I think we should probably do a, a retro bike cast as well, I think. Just sort of yeah, reminiscing about that sort of stuff. Because you can go on for ages with that. There's so much. I mean, we could do a, a four-hour podcast on mid-2K... Stu, Ricky, oh, Chad. Absolutely we could. I was actually... Oh, sorry. I know I'm getting sidetracked, no, from, sidetracked from gear, but I was listening to episode two with you, Marshall, and... and sorry also, about the audio on that one. No, no, no. It's all good. That's... Uh, no, I thought it was fine. Um, and we're talking about if one guy wasn't there... You were talking about how if one rider wasn't there, that the next guy would be the man. And then you think in the James, Ricky and Chad era, what if one of them, only one of them existed? And that's it. There would be a lot of perfect seasons. Oh, and that's crazy. I mean, you, you got to think about what was going on in that space of time as well, which we're getting domination now with Jet, but we're not getting the same backup domination from the rest of the field. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Ricky had, like, especially in the back, like, a, honestly, in Ricky's, some of his seasons, he was like jet you know 30 seconds out or whatever it else like we know ricky was dominated dominating but you it's crazy like that period of time was so unique like i don't think we'll ever see that again i don't it was almost a perfect storm not not with that much parody from the top guys and then back i wouldn't think so it seems like the top you know there's not sort of a although having said that last year with eli and chase they were they were that that was fun to watch because Eli didn't run away with it last year. Chase kept him honest. Chase flat out caught him, passed him, gapped him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't just a runaway or like a you know an unfortunate thing for for Eli. But yeah, like I think and you look at I always watch the old Barter Bars from like O two and four and they didn't yeah. go on for three unfortunately. But yeah, you know, Wyndham, Tortelli, Lusk. Like guys that are around there, they might not have been, but there was just such big hitters all in a one. Like look at the 05 SX season. Like yeah. the lineup there, you know, Stu on a 252 straight, coming straight in, Carmichael, Wyndham, McGrath. McGrath. It, like this, the grid was wild. Pastrana raced that year as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, Pastrana. Uh, did, did he duck in? No. 
that was the period of time where Pastrana would come in for one race, axe himself, and, and then go it, do yeah. X Games yeah. six months later. That's right. <laughs> and DaCosta was just over it. Yeah, 05, what was that? That was... That was the big year. Like Stu's yeah. inauguration into the what we now know as the 450 class. And then... Yeah, Reed was on a... 450? No, he's no, still on two-stroke two yep. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I right. Think so that was, uh, everyone was on two-strokes. Except still. for Wyndham. Because remember, Wyndham was, was that Sarah. lone wolf that was on, like, the Amsoil... Uh, no, um, yeah, the Napster Amsoil... Yeah, the, the old Geico, whatever that was. Pretty much. The factory yeah, yeah. Connection. Factory Connection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was on that team on a 450. But, dude, there was some footage, actually, speaking of Wyndham getting around at the moment, of him doing the transfers. Yes, I saw that video dude. pop up. That's, um... Yeah, you won't see that again. That's, Never again. That's over. Yeah, that's, that's, that's done. done. And unless he, unless Hill starts winning or something, maybe Josh Hill will do it if he if he, you know what I mean. He's like the only guy that I can see that would be doing something like that. But to pick him, like mid-opening Unbe- ceremony, unbelievably he big. Just seat bounce from that lane to that lane, huge. And the guys at back here are gonna be like, <laughs> "What are we? What are these guys doing?" <laughs> but I don't understand. So, because I'm not a hundred. So yeah. In that sort of time, uh, around the Wyndham time, I was sort of like, I was into it, but I, I was a late bloomer into riding as yep. well. So I started I started riding when I was 15, 14, 15. Yep. I only started riding then. Yeah, okay. But I remember that, that era. I mean, there was no, you couldn't just watch the races. No. So I'm not sure if you've done some digging, but how did, how did K-Dub practice that? Like, how did he, how did he like, I mean, there's free practice and two time sessions. So how is he... When does he get... Does he do it on track walk? Does he go, I'm just going to jump that? I think he does. Like, I mean, he... You listen to Pastrana talk about his time when K-Dub... Like, 02, before K-Dub broke his femur. Him and Pastrana were teammates at Sobi Suzuki. And K-Dub would come out, do some transfers, do three faster slaps and just go home. That was practice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was it at, at the so test track. So, he has that pre-programmed in. But I think at that level, you can see gaps and you can go... Yeah, well, I've done that one that similar, so I know roughly that's third gear ball off. off, you know, off you, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. That'll but, get me close. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, finding that footage, you're relying on people with handicams in the stands, digging it out, and like, it's not like today. Like, if someone did a transfer like that, like if Roxon went out and did a transfer in opening ceremony, there'd be 400 million versions of it. Well, the video of him jumping into that rut at World Supercross, there is about 40 videos of that yeah. floating around. And like that's it, that's... And we were talking about this as well. And for us, more seasoned motocross aficionados, you know, in that time period, it's kind of sucks the romance out of it. Because we were talking about it just before, you know, you have back in the day, you used to have to find stuff. It was a rarity to get that information. Whereas I think it's like that with a lot of um, industries now. But now you can just get it like that. It's yours. You've got that cool thing and you've seen it. And then it loses all its special, like it's all its excitement. Even like a limited edition gear drop, like to, f- I mean, even, how's this for a story? So in 20, well, not even really a story, but in 2012, I went to MTF at the start of the year and I bought two sets of gear from BTO at the time. Yep. And I got a set of, uh, it was Fox, it was the A1 set, it was white. Uh, white, red, and yellow. Yeah. The A1 stuff. And then there was a set of like... I can't remember what it was called, but it was... They only... They didn't bring it into Australia. They brought it in Australia in a green and yellow colorway, but I had a purple colorway, purple and pink. Oh, really? And no one had it here. 
Oh. And now it's like, I don't even know where that jersey is or, or that gear is, but it's just like, that's in 2012. Yeah. But that doesn't happen now. No. Like, the only gear that I know of that we don't bring into Australia is the Unity stuff, which is the LE stuff they brought out at Redbud, the, yeah, yeah. the, the American stuff. That'd be cool to get that, but you have to pay an absurd amount of money biscuits for that or yeah. have some hookups at Fox yeah Fox US maybe. yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I would love I actually would run that gear not even a, I would run the American flag the eagle the whole the thing. whole lot yeah whole oh, dude 100% and that's the crazy thing like we look at this spiderweb gear up here that didn't get released in Australia yeah like I bought that that's a double extra small and 28 pants because that was all that was left I'm like yeah see I'm going to pay a fortune for this stuff but I've it, got it anyway it's yeah, so yeah. cool to have though and that's yeah that, I guess that's the the cool thing about living in Australia is that I mean, I mean back in you know when that when was that what year is that stuff that's, that's not that old actually it's no. only a couple years old this what? sort of stuff like that's 03 the stew stuff um, but you know like you look at the Lawrence jersey we've got here how much was that how much did you charge for that that was huge money for one of those jerseys oh yeah that's right they brought that one out didn't they yeah so that's an off the shelf one that's an off the shelf one yeah we can't oh, claim that yeah those one is real <laughs> but the Lawrence one was an off the shelf and that was hundreds and hundreds of dollars I was looking yeah that, so this Anderson one like you don't buy a jersey like that no so they must so be the full custom mesh custom yep. which I think all Alpine style stuff is because you look at when Ando and Tomac and Chase are wearing the same gear. It's always a different cut on all the guys. Yeah, yeah. So they must be tailoring them for the boys. Yeah. But like this, like my absolute all-time favorite jersey here, Shoes 03 Tactic jersey. That I, that's a replica one that Fox released in 03. I bought that off the shelf. Like you took at the Lawrence one and the Stu one. That was retail. So whatever you bought yeah. a Tactic jersey for is what that one cost. Maybe that's, ten bucks more. That's yeah. That's such a cool piece of such a cool piece of memorabilia to have oh that one and it's been it's sat in mum and dad mum and dad's cupboard for years and it just we just you know one of those things you keep you know what i mean like and and i'm sort of it's still got the tags and everything on it and that was pretty cool but but yeah it's pretty cool i mean the gear side of things you know we we sort of spoke about the 80s you know the 80s were very you can parallel it with the bikes the gear yep. was the same open face helmets clip on face masks goggles leather leather boots, rossi boots something you'd see at a nightclub yeah with all the buckles and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> um but like how did not more guys die back then yeah i don't know i don't think there was well they did a- we just didn't hear about it there probably wasn't many acl ligaments getting around back nah, then. There there was, there no there was a lot of floating cartilage going on in ankles yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah there's not actually that i mean maybe there is but i don't know of that many people that you know from the 80s that have massive issues from having injuries no like, no and that's the thing like we were at um at your reeves the other week we we're sort of dropping off some parts or picking some stuff up or whatever but he had a couple of old helmets there and he had a couple of old jt helmets yeah Dude, that's an esky lined plastic cup. That's all that is. There's, there's, and you you forget what they were. Like you, it's literally just polystyrene foam with a lining around it shaped like a helmet. There's yeah. no technology, Safe, no safety standards. Just that'll do. <laughs> yeah, sick with the peak on it. And like I said, you know, I remember racing BMX when I was very very young. And you did. You had your like your clip on face thing and always with a blood nose or something you just <laughs> smash the ground and there's just no protection like but it's crazy to see the the progression with motorcycles and with the riding gear they do come hand in hand you know you can start to see 
when you know alpine stars started to become more of a forefront in our space with their boots and stuff like that yeah. I, mean, I don't know what the early model codes were on the alpine stars but i can picture them you know like the the alpine stars written straight up them and stuff yeah like that. yep early yep. 90s stuff yeah and then and then to go from yeah from from that and then all the way into the absolute domination of that tech 8 boot oh that if you dude give me a set of tech 8s today what else? 11 white tech 8s if anyone's got some new old start <laughs> kicking around I'm, I'm keen like what did you what else was there there's a few sets of maybe garnets getting around yeah. maybe like cities the words, were they even cities? around i don't even think they were oh i think they were but i mean you've got to look well fox had their boot yeah which Stu wore and that was oh three but they had i think they had, they had a former pro didn't they that was what it was yeah called? they yeah. had a i think there's that famous photo of lusk standing on his rm wearing like the, I think it's a 95 spring or whatever it is I can't remember but he had a thing he had a fox boot on then so I think fox were 90s yeah like yeah. early, not, early oh, to I, I remember the boot yeah yeah so it's like uh, I can't describe it. you need to see a photo of it but yeah, I, I yeah. know the one you're talking yeah. about and yeah. I think boot technology was one of those things that Alpine Stars always had that forefront of you know what I mean they came in they went we went from Rossi's to them yeah and then you know then we transitioned into the Tech 8 and you know McGrath had the Alpine Stars boots through the 90s and he's always been on Alpine Stars forever. But they were always... That was the boot. There was no other brand. No, there was, the, the, there was nothing. There was the white Tech 8. Yeah, that That's was what that was what you it. had. If you didn't have that, you weren't... You, you weren't, didn't have nothing. You were doing nothing. No, you were doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. You had to have a white, all-white Tech 8. And I remember my dad... I was like, Dad, I've got to have white Tech 8s, right? I was working at Steve-O's at the time and like we got a set. He's like, why do you want white? You ride dirt bikes, like, Dad, don't worry about it, it Dad. Like, matter. they're cool. Like, I don't. You're like, we'll keep them clean. I'll clean them with a toothbrush. Yeah, I don't whatever. care, Dad. They, they turn brown real fast. <laughs> so yeah, so when I when I started, I uh, was a when was that? So I my first my first bike was probably a I think it was like a two thousand model RM one two five, and I was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, not that sick, man. Because my buddy, <laughs> my buddy had like the O two model. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, this thing's ugly. Yeah. But then um. So I had that for a little bit and then that like blew up and then we we're done with that thing. And then my uh, my dad in, in all his wisdom got me an 04 KX250F. Oh. Oh. And with that came a set of only white Tech 7s. So I had Tech 7s, which were, because we couldn't get the 8, so eight. I got the 7. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon the, the, the Tech 7s are still more reliable. The thought of a black boot made me physically ill yeah dude and 100 it was did. such a fashion faux pas to have a black it boot. was but it you was... had to have black rims yes black rims white boots uh, yeah black like... rims were very important but the, <laughs> yeah. the white boots were you just... could never have black boots no you just couldn't what do were it. you doing no absolutely i not. always thought i'm like it's a waste of money to get anything but white, white boots, boots. yeah why would you bother 100 percent. that's what i thought absolutely. in my brain and now my favorite boots are my black fox internet so i love them <laughs> that's crazy and it's funny like you look at one thing i always you know i i do have i have got like i've like I said, got very specific tastes but alpine stars i think they need to start doing a little bit more they did the daytonas they did some cool stuff but maybe some more consistent different colors get away from those reds blues and fluoros do you know what i mean like let's yeah. see some oh, being the company like you know greens or let's see some other colors start coming in to that space you know the garnets they do a, a really good 
color spectrum of what they do you know stuff like that i think boot de- development has is still progressing but i think visually it's i don't think it's gotten much better like i think like i said tech 8s for me with a pinnacle the little they white were... the booties with the little gel yeah ankle protectors on the sides like they were sick they like, were so good so comfortable and then uh yeah so that was that was the that boot was unbelievable but uh and then yeah that the white tech 8 and then i just went through a couple little changes the, were there vectors that were like the precursors yeah. to the 10 was it vectors i was right yeah there was a vector for it i think it was a year it wasn't yeah. they weren't around for long i remember luke urek riding them when he was doing freestyle he had it was like a it looked like a it very much so looked like a precursor to the 10 like the first edition of the 10 like it was yeah. a very slender slimline boot and looking at it i remember when it came out i was like Ugh, like i want to take eight where's my yeah. take eight i need that steel cal- where is it all like yeah. it, it sort of changed and now look where everyone's tech 10s pretty yeah. much yeah or like the, no. on the alpine star side of things yeah and then the sort of everyone wanted that that steel the steel toe and then yep. now with with i think the advantage of it for races was packing your gate. There was a massive, massive thing to have that skill yeah. so you could pack your gate real good. And then now it's sort of gone away from, from dirt starts in, you know what I mean? And they go into like a molded, molded toe box, which, uh, yeah, I think is, is beneficial. I mean, I, I don't know, but the one thing I've noticed as well is that longevity of the boot, they seem to be getting softer. So I think they're trying to develop more comfort, into the boots as well as trying to keep them strong but i find they're not lasting as long as i remember tech used to last forever like you yeah you get soles for them you get different spare parts for them like they were like a forever boot almost but now i find like a tech 10 will eat away the insides or like you find a lot more breakdown in, in that sort of stuff i also i also i'm going to counter that point but i think that people are a bit more quick to say my boots are effed or unserviceable i think back in the you know in the in the mid 2000s you were you're running stuff a lot longer so you would have a bit flopping off your boot yeah and you'd just run it because it's just sort of uh, it seems like you just wanted stuff to last more does yeah. that mean it's sort of like it's it wasn't as disposable back then yeah and it's a super disposable sport do you know absolutely I mean? yeah and like alpine stars supplying spare parts for their boots you used to just get the shoe go out and you'd peel the stuff you glue your insole back in like the middle bit and, like, rolling, and yeah. off you go again you know what <laughs> i mean that last but yeah now boots you know like you sort of look at them from the 80s and the 90s there was a big shift and the 80s 90s and 2000s were probably our three big points of development obviously within this industry um so you look at those just low-hanging fruit everywhere for guys to design stuff and come up with things and you know, you just look at the design from that, you know, and, and I think we should bring up the kidney belt. Yeah, where did, where that, did go? that go? That was sick. That was like the cummerbund of like the motocross. Yeah, because I, my brother and I, we wouldn't, the idea of riding without a kidney belt no, was... you never would. But I don't know what they did. I don't think, I don't know. What did they do other than have a logo, like a logo on the back the, above your pants but below your jersey? What that was, was the best sales pitch in history. Everyone bought them, but no one knew why they needed them. I've never, but I, I don't understand. Do they keep you together? Is it for like? But people weren't even like fat back then, so they no. didn't, people need the kidney belts more now than I know they, they did do. back then. Yeah, so they can get they're into not, their extra like thirty six pants when they're distributing a forty two. Once they come, like maybe they run out of sizes and they're like, mate, we've only got thirty fours and a kidney belt for you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Here's a free kidney belt. We'll give you a discount on the kidney belt. But they were. I think they were sick. Like I'm a weirdo when it comes to that sort of stuff. I'd I'd be all about kidney belts. Too. Yeah. 
But I just I can remember like the the sweat patches you'd get for a moment, yeah. like the and you'd have to wear a t shirt underneath your jersey because your kidney belt because if you wore the kidney belt on the inside, you just chafe. You're dead. Yeah, hundred percent. And you used to, yeah, your torso is a your torso is a, a red skin. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you'd put the kidney belts on, you tuck your, everything in, and you put your pants on and stuff like that. And it looked neat, didn't it? It, looked it did look. Neat. It looked good. I, if you I got was, it right in the right spot, it looked yeah. neat. Yeah, it's like cool. This we don't know what they're needed for but you definitely need them because need like this is a serious sport and then yeah I just maybe when I was 17 I just stopped wearing them you know what's funny I think we're going to look back on neck braces in the same fashion yeah but I, like the, we know that the neck brace serves a purpose whereas a kidney belt we st- no one's really gotten to the bottom of it but I feel like no the, one's done the study on no kidney belts yet maybe we need to sort of deep dive into this um but even people say, oh, because your bikes would rattle. But it's like, look at the seat you're sitting on. Like it's, You're sitting on four inches of foam. Yeah, you're not getting Soft rattled by that. that. No, they're not going to stop you. So I, don't, I still don't understand. Uh, I'm going to ask Hogs. I'm going to find out. Yeah, he, he's a kiddie belt he would, survivor for yeah, sure. Yeah, he would he, probably still have a couple in some sort of old... Doesn't wear him, doesn't wear him <laughs> now, though. He, um, he mountain bikes too much to need one. Yeah, he'd, he'd definitely have a, a an old fox gear bag in the attic somewhere full of kidney oh, belts sure. somewhere and have that's to. mate so, talking about old gear bags man i am so disappointed in myself for all the awesome the cool gear that i look back at photos now and i'm just like i don't know where that is oh dude i know where mine went and i don't even want to say it so i had a hiatus yeah. out of motorcycles for a period of time and it went to fire no it got sold with my kx at the time i was like okay, i'll throw in all this gear if you want it dude man there was I don't want to get talking about Tech Eight, so they were in that bag. It's rough, man. and I, rough. I I Facebook Marketplace every now and again because I know exactly the inventory that was in that bag, and I'm like, oh, if I ever found that gear again, I'd just buy, buy it. Yep. Yeah, I'd just buy it and be like, yep, yeah, cool. Like, you know, like you know, O five Thor paste gear. Remember, Reedy wore that white and mint colored. Yeah. I had that. It was, I would kill if anyone's out there listening and they have a set and they don't want dumb money for it. Please just get in contact because yeah. that was like. Oh my god! Like I saw that was it. I was like, that oh oh four oh five era of Thor was racewear the best of its kind. I think was it was beautiful. It was yep. simple. The Thor core line that oh. the colorways they had were different. The mate, it was beautiful. It was perfect. It, yep. was, it was really really good, man. Yep. The, and and I was a Fox guy in that time, and then in oh six, then I bought. Thor gear from 05 because I was like this stuff is it's rad sick yeah but um mate the the Travis Pastrana colorway with the brown and the, the yellow, yellow and red it's beautiful oh, like, it's, it's dude, so cool and I'm they're not- three colors if you put them on a table and looked at them you would go that is disgusting but somehow yeah. it looked so good and the paisley print remember reed yeah. had the blue the navy blue with the paisley insets beautiful and stuff like that. the um the they green. had the, the dark army green with yep. the black that yep. was that was sick the the mint one you're talking Dude, about oh, the paste oh my god that was amazing i love that gear so cool man and you know the crazy thing is you talk about you're a fox guy in that period of time i was working for peter stevens at that period of time and we were honestly back then heavily backed by Monza you know to yes. similar yep. country um, and I went against the entire I the organization the whole, organ, a whole yeah. lot I rang gas and I was like I need a set of this gear I'm taking a risk yeah. here with my <laughs> sorry SJ I, I did order Thor gear on Fox time but I had to have it and it was just the coolest gear like I, 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 I loved it you know Thor did some amazing stuff in the 80s 
I don't know if they're really on the money at the moment. Yeah. It's a hard one. I, I just don't... That it just doesn't excite me. No, and I think that... It's it's hard, but they've got to. It seems like they're too fixated on like the Yamaha guys wear blue. Yeah, and I've seen the Star guys wearing the same gear. It's like do some do an do an LE release. Yeah, like, and I I'm obviously very very biased towards Fox at the moment, but I uh, will in general. But it's just like. It's exciting to see brands do LE stuff. Any brand, I like. I like to look at. It. I like to see what they're doing. I like. Uh, I must say, you're talking about Alpine Styles colors. They they have been on the money with with LE releases this year. They've done so many, you know, so many gear runs, and and it makes the 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 races kind of exciting. I mean, it's weird for me. They make them exciting. It's like, oh, check this gear out. They've just released. Like, even if I'm, you know, I'm not fronting it. It's like it's cool to see new stuff coming down the pipe i guess absolutely and and alpine stars this year definitely have stepped up the game with with le stuff like i said the daytona stuff i look at it and go if i wasn't a white boot dude i'd definitely be all over that do you yeah. know what i mean like it's still, still a white boot dude still a white. i don't have i've got i couldn't get them the last set i bought um but i am in dire need of a new set of boots um so i had black and white so yeah. as close as i could get at the time yeah um, but yeah, I'll I'll die a white boot, dude. Die like I'll, I'll boot, dude. hardcore to the end. Um, I know, you know, I saw Boydie on the blue release recently. I'm like, yep. just like they're cool, but for me, I just I'm not a red boot, dude. Have... I'm not a blue boot, yeah, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is, we talk about Tech Eights. Everyone lost their minds over the red Tech Tens and the blue Tech Tens. It was black. It was red, it was blue, and it was white. They were a state. That was it. They were always on the yeah. shelf. No, yeah. I wanted the red or blue because it's like you had to buy white. Yeah, like, you, had you, to get you, the you white. never bought the red, blue, or the black. But um, yeah, but, look, it, it's and you know, you, it's an interesting thing that you sort of mentioned. You know, you get excited by LE stuff. I think our generation and previous motocross gear was so outlandish in the eighties and the nineties that it tied itself to the sport. The sport was that and yep. it made that what it was right the sport without the gear wasn't the sport yeah so now us going through we see an, an le release or we see something exciting or fluorescent or bright we're like cool like that's so good but that's because for us it's it's inherently tied together whereas i think the next generation won't ever have that again i don't think we're ever going to see that again yeah you know like the the neon pinks like dad's got neon pink pants upstairs that he wore in like 86 or whenever it was it's yeah. like what are you doing big russ yeah, like are you, are you a front man for motley crew or what yeah, are you doing like, <laughs> yeah these multi-strap rossy leather boots like what are we doing um but you won't get that again that the the generation is blacks and grays and red and a boring sort of very non-exciting patterns and things like that yeah. unfortunately yeah i think it's um there are there is still some i guess there is still some stuff that sort of pushes it a, a bit uh currently but yeah it's definitely nowhere near like what it was in the in the 80s or 90s no nah. but it is cool i must say though it is biased again but it is cool to see you know fox are doing a bit a bit of pink stuff at the moment like the pink boot which I'm a massive fan of. Yeah, 100%. Um, which I'm running. And, the, and, and there's a 
a couple of cool pink sets of gear, which is cool for for me to go back down memory lane and run a bit of pink pink riding gear because it's just sort of it hasn't been around lately no. much at all. When did we last sort of see it, Stu? Like in sort of oh seven eighty oh eight oh eight the encore stuff yeah. for Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It was. That Vegas was... was always pink for him though. Yeah. Vegas was always like that. That's what that is. That's, that's, that's Vegas stuff. That's yeah, Vegas yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then he did the pink encore Vegas stuff, which yeah. was that was really cool. Yeah. And that that encore set and that era in 08 is one of still to this day one of my favorite Fox sets. sets. Yeah. yeah. And you know you say like I'm always biased to Fox, I'm biased to Fox. I mean, it's hard not to be when you're talking about gear design because like we said at the beginning of the podcast, they're still at the forefront of design. They are, yeah. Love there's, it or hate it, they're there. There's not, yeah. There's no, there's no. I mean, I mean, who else is sort of pushing? They're not, man. No. Like they're they're not. And if anyone's pushing it, they're copying already what Fox has done. Yeah, Fox has, uh, and they've done so much that it's it's hard not to. Yeah, but it's like there's nothing new. Like, there's yeah. no new, real, like, crazy out there designs coming out. Yeah. Look, if anyone from Fox Australia or the Fox US is listening, which I highly doubt at listening to this hokey show, let's get this happening again, please. Just quietly. Even I, if you do a couple of sets, whatever it is, the pink tactics, stew stuff, I'll pay a premium for it. Don't let my wife hear that, but yeah. I'll pay a premium <laughs> for it. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, I'm going to be the uh, the wet blanket on this one. That it's is, elsewhere. It's, it's a yeah. It's going to be a, a seven thing, yep. and they've just they have just released a seven version of it. I did, see which that. I don't. It's I'm not. It's not you know, box. I can't wear it. Do you know what I mean? No, like no, no. it'd and, have to be. But it's kind of like I kind of sort of bums me out because it's not. I know that that's and this might rub some people the wrong way. But I know Stu ran it and Stu was wearing it, but, but it's, it's not, not his gear. It's not. But then you look at it and you go, "That's Stu's Stu gear." stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's also it's Fox. It's Fox's gear yeah. that Stu was privileged enough to wear. Let's <laughs> say that. Yeah. Um, so it would be it would be great to to see. I mean, with the the current, you know, the goat drops they're doing with the um, they did the Blitz stuff. Remember yes. that the Blitz stuff was cool. They yep. did the the Strafer, yep. um, which I actually had a set of the A one Strafer, which is made famous by Stu at A one when yes. he wore the, wore the green and gold. Yes. So I was going back through old photos, and I had a, I had that in 05 Yeah, when right. That came out. So I was fuck that wearing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you think for the life of me, I have any idea where that jersey went or that gear went. It's and so I, hard. And now, like, the Rick stuff came out, the the, the current Strafer stuff, I'm, like, bleeding. I'm like, I'd yeah, love yeah. to have that stuff as well. Oh, dude, and it's crazy. I'd run it. I'd print it up and run it now. Oh. <laughs> you, there are a couple of guys who are doing replicas-type gear, and I've, uh, I... Where do I sit with that? I appreciate it because they're giving us stuff that Odyssey Fox are never going to release. You know what I mean? It's not exactly yeah. above board, but I would still... It'd be cool, but I mean, like, there's nothing like having the originals. You know, like yeah. we said, we've got some original stuff here. We've got original cotton jerseys and Honda Red Riders pants and stuff. You don't get, like... It's one thing, and it's probably a cost thing, but the gear used to have massive patches sewn onto it. Like, the Fox big stuff was, logos, like... the big, thick... Five mil thick stuff. Like, it yeah. was cool. And we don't see that anymore. Like I said, probably from a weight, mobility, manufacturing concept. Like, all that sort of stuff, which... I feel like we sort of lost a lot of that coolness with the gear side of things. And it's a shame, but I guess it's obviously progression at yeah. the same time. Oh, speaking of the mid-2000s stuff, how mm. did we not touch on No Fear? Oh, my 
God, you know what? That was that they, stuff was sick. You know what? I didn't get it out. F- but I have a set of No Fear Electron stuff sitting in the cupboard. Two really? two rooms over. Yep. Bought it off marketplace for thirty bucks. No way. My size. I actually wear it. <laughs> I, I've worn it. Like I That's love sick. it. Yeah, I forgot all about it. Oh man, I should have gotten that out. No fear, man. Dude, Remember the t-shirts, of, chicken yeah. pussy, like the, the like the <laughs> stuff that you can't print now. No, like you that can't was do that. no, you can't do that. That was, dude. One of my <sighs> one of my prized possessions are a set of Davy Millsaps factory Honda pants that I have. The big treat butt patch Honda yeah, down the side sick. signed by Davy. Really? Yeah. So I got it from Colleen in 2012. She had it laying around at MTF, and really? I was like, "Hey, what's the go with these?" And she's like, "Do you want it?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I do. I do want them." Oh my god! So I have them. The big treat—they're like a grey and orange set. Yep. Dude, that's so sick. Oh. Big treat, but yeah, it's sick. Dude, I love like, and that's the biggest thing. And, and I always sort of reach out to guys, but collectors want a lot of money for sort of this sort of stuff. In Australia, we're so limited with getting that oh, stuff. It's it's so hard, just about impossible. Yeah. yeah, and that's why like we've got general stuff here and some one-offs or twos, you know. But it'd be cool to try and find some of that sort of stuff, but get it into the country. But yeah, dude, no fear. I think. Why did we let that go away? What do we thinking, people? I don't know how it how it did. I mean, I think because McGrath was was tied in with the yeah yeah, something like that. But I think I think correct me if I'm wrong. Did it retail for a lot? Like was it quite expensive? I can't even remember because I remember I remember going into this is a bit of a pull from back of the day BTX. Oh yeah, remember BTX? Yes, Yes. I remember going in there, and I think it must have been in like 2004. 2005 and I was looking through pants and they had some Troy Lee stuff and it was oh, three, speaking of expensive. $340 for a set of pants yeah dude that's 2004 $340 yeah dude TLD it's stuff like now is like 700 and something dollars a set is it? yeah you get some their high end stuff it's 700 bucks a set yeah for a set of gear. For a set of gear. Seven hundred. Yeah, a lot of peyote. I don't know. Australian. What's going dollars. on? Yeah, Aussie dollary dudes. I don't know. Like it's. it's Is expensive. it the Justin Barsha stretch super tight stretch paneling? Oh, I can't even get into that. That style has to go away. I. Uh, Although MC's I agree pants were a little bit fucking a bit tight, a bit tight <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> If if Barsha wasn't so sick on a bike, I'd agree with you, but man, yeah. he he looks he rides so good, man. It's kind of like wearing pink. Yeah, fast guys can pull it off. Yeah, fast guys pull it off. You know what I mean? It's because it is what it is. You don't want like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want like Big Jerry wearing it though. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh no, but yeah, like a lot of that stuff. Sort of no fear. Like, how did that? I the minute you said that name, I'm like. I'm at Gravity Nost- Games. 2001, like, Gravity Games. Like, I'm yeah. there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, oh, my God. It's it's crazy. So like, cool, man. Yeah, and that was some wild stuff. And I always look for No Fear stuff. Like I said, I found that stuff when it popped up and bought it. Um, but, yeah, look, it's hard. You know, what about goggles? Yes. Goggle so technology. I was, a, I was a big Von Zipper fan. <laughs> On the Metal Militia program. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, speaking of which, I also have a set, and I still have it, which I'm stoked I've got, a set of the Metal Militia riding gear. So oh, remember the, really? the black and red stuff? Yeah, yeah. Printed. I, I don't know why I ran it, but I ran it for a bit. Oh, dude, that was like, I'm going to... That was sick. It was uh, like, a, I think it was made by MSR or yeah, Hansel, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I'm a bit of a Militia fanboy, like early days. Like I, I had the shirts, man. I was... Yeah, yeah, dude, the skull with the... I mean, I look like I would have ran it, so... <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. Like, that was crazy. But, I mean, the Von Zipper stuff, that was... What happened to all these brands as well? So I think I think Von Zipper are making a push again. They're okay, trying cool. to. They've got who have they got? Right, the very in front? surf they've got snow. Someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the thing. That's their main market. Yep. But who have they got? Who have Von Zipper got? Uh, and I bet you someone's watching this going, "Oh, dude, it's that guy." Yeah, yeah. Um, they have got one guy, a freerider maybe, and uh, and then like Spy was was real big. I mean, they're still big. Spy is still Spy's going. Spy still going good. I buy the McGrath replica ones when they come out. Yeah. Um, I don't wear Spy. I wear Oakley stuff. Flat yeah. out, just I just love it. Um, um, bro, Utopia. Oh, dude, what happened to Utopia? Utopia was sick too. I think that they were trying to make a push and it didn't happen. Krusty Seven, yeah. Jerry Steinberg was riding it. Colin Morrison was Utopia riding it. was massive, dude. That All was the, the that was the business. Right. The two dirty goggles, one of them, and then what was the other one called? Had two of them. The two dirty one was the cheaper one. I can't remember what yeah, the other yeah. one was called, but they had some sick colors, man. Same thing, pink. They ran. They ran. Dude, pink. they look good. They, they look look really good. good. They yeah, look yeah. cool. That was one of those things in the US. Like it was one of those things back in the day, which we don't experience now. Is that very big segregation between what was available in the US and what and, was available in Australia? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you saw the US stuff. Like oh, we're never going to get it. You'd see it in the flesh, and it was. It's going to sound weird. It's kind of like meeting someone you've already seen on TV. Like you see like that that, that yeah. thing or a car or something, whatever it is. You see it like, cool, like it's here. Like the excitement was I so think, much bigger. And I think someone bought, someone did bring Utopia Rings. I remember Who seeing it, at, it. I remember seeing it at Bernard's Motorcycles was at it? some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they were here, but I don't know if they had some like shady distributor or something. Dude, the... Oh, the, no, no, no. Steve Kramer Products. Uh, brought him in. Stevie I'm pretty sure in. Steve brought him in. I'm pretty sure. Might have to ring the girls there and see if there's any stock kicking around in yeah. some old boxes. <laughs> there might be. Oh, dude. But yeah, that was wow. the thing, like, Black Flies goggles. Yes, Black Flies. Dude, yep. I I was a big Seth fan. Like, a massive Seth fan. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Mum and Dad bought me those Black Flies goggles for Christmas one year. And I was That's like, that, I cherish them to this day. That's such a cool uh, such a cool piece of memory, really. Oh, like, it is. Black Flies goggles. Garbage. So shit. <laughs> you look like compared now you're like oh man the foam's yeah. all rotted like there's not much there like we got we're so lucky man the only thing that honestly the only thing i can't get around these days is the roll-off systems see i'm not skilled enough to take my hands off the handlebars at any point in time whilst piloting a motorcycle so i'm an off the bike tear off kind of guy i can't run them i actually uh i'm gonna say oh no i won't even tell, say it but i broke the rules one time at a um, certain race at Horsham recently. Oh, really? And just yeah, ran tear off flat yeah. out. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't doing too good, so it didn't matter. You know, I had one on, but <laughs> dude, I was that's that. Actually, I did it once. That was my biggest crowning moment. Was I actually was coming down a straight and I popped a tear off. I'm like, not only one, not the only whole one. Stack. No, I did for the whole stack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I run tear offs because I can't afford to replace iridium lenses. Yeah, no, I hear that, that, dude. I hear that's that. where I'm at with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, goggle, like you look at Oakley, and Oakley are probably the biggest ones, I think. They were style. They had like a lot of, I don't know who your support yeah, is at the I moment. Was a, I was, I'm Fox. Yeah, yeah okay. I had the toe, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oakley. Even like, uh, I de- I definitely ran Oakley. I ran like an O frame back in yep. the day. Yeah, and then I went to the crowbar. Yeah, the crowbar was sick because I had the stew crowbar Dude. that matched the Encore gear with the black. I had the gold with yep. the gold the gold O and the yep. ink like the black and white I, pattern through it. I remember I was talking about my gear bag that I'd like to get back one day. 
that had stew two fifty nine O frames in it. Oh no! Yes, it did. They those goggles. I reckon everyone had them oh, at some point, and they've got to be around. Then good luck finding them now. I know they've got to be around because they did the Carmichael ones. They did the two fifty nine. Because for me, stew is two fifty nine. Like yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. that's yeah. that's. Oh, sort of I my, agree. Yeah, yeah, that's my sevens. The sevens sick, but it's hard to yeah. It's two fifty nine. Yeah, and I had those and. I always remember getting good goggles and even to this day like I popped a set of um, what are they now? Oh, fuck, I'm blank. The top of the line Oakleys. Oh, the um, why can't I think of it ever? Bro, what is wrong with me? Top of the line Oakleys. What yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Um, the oh, uh, what is wrong? Oh my God, dude. They're like $400 million Yeah, a no, set. I know the ones. There's 9,000 different ones of them. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called. Found, found out, no, not Foundations. It's nah. Spy. What are they called? That's wild. Oh my God. Someone is just literally watching this. Going, going crash their car. Yes. Screaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you put them on and you're like, oh, like there's so much. Yeah, they got like the, le- the um, that crazy lens and what is it called? The, the Iridium or the... Um, yeah, sick. Th- sorry, Oakley. We're really helping you out here. Um, I don't mind. I'm happy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Oakley's for me and like those top end goggles, you know, Fox, Fox, I feel like are coming to the party really well now. Like I feel that, like they were... That view goggle is, is awesome. Is, yeah. I've never, I mean, I've never run it. I've well, I've got a set. I'll let you, let me, you try them. If you're wearing Fox gear, I'll... Okay. You can I'll, borrow... You, nine out of ten times I'm in Fox. Actually, ten out of ten times I'm in Fox gear. Bit ahead to toe. What are you doing with... You're t- still up on size boot, aren't you? Yeah. With Fox gear? Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to change that. Right? <sighs> have you tried the Instinct? I haven't. No, that's good. Is it? They're really, really good. good. Yeah, it really looked kind of... Cool. They did the yeah. barbed wire one. What size, shoe, what size boot are you? I think I'm an 11 or a 12. Yeah, I'm a 12. I so, am. the thing with me with the Tech 10 boot is because I am a 12. I'm big. I got big feet. Yeah, I so think because they're, they're a big boot, man. Like they're, they're heavy, man. They're yeah, heavy yeah. and like they take up a lot of space. So I find even when I wasn't Fox, I was running the Garnet boot because they're a smaller. I tried smaller. them on. I couldn't. couldn't recently, get around I couldn't get around them. Yeah, uh, that very stew in, stew induced that Garnet decision when I was running them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dude, speaking of like weirdo boots, Beric, the Beric, but the Beric, the Beric boot, the Ricky Carmichael, yeah. boot, Ricky Random, they're gone. What happened? Well, there? I think they're an Oxstar, but then Oxstar are gone as well. Oh yeah, remember Oxstar. that Oxstar? I do. K Dub wearing? Yeah, I, I feel like Beric went been... broke trying to support Carmichael. Yeah. I don't think that bill his, would have been his cheap. bonuses would have been a lot. Oh, <laughs> but how and, did that even? How do you get? Who brings? Who gets someone like Carmichael away from A stars and gets them onto a unknown? I don't even know how you'd even get him. Here's here's a gajillion dollars and like uh, try them on. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You have to. Obviously, you're not going to take the money if they suck. No, I mean, and that was the end of his career. But then it's not even like you can't. What like they can't just give him an off the shelf boot and just try that on. It's like they they've taken the time to make him a boot. Yeah, and then that's probably what sent them broke. Yeah, I'd be keen. I'm actually doing a little bit of deep diving into that. If you know, yeah, it's I a cool. Uh, and the Nike boot too, like that was that really was cool. Weird. I didn't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run. Played the. F- I'm gonna. I'm gonna go left. You didn't like You're it? gonna go right. I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I was a big fan of that boot. Well, that was yeah? cool. That was really cool. That never I mean, retailed though. Did no, it? because I think it was so flimsy. Like it was just a one-time use thing. Yeah. I think. 
there'd be a pile of them stacked up somewhere. Yeah, that, that, apparently Stu, they were, yeah, Stu Ranum and Dungey Ranum. Yeah, that's right. I knew Dungey Ranum. It was a big, I think it was a big, big deal. Was big it? money deal. Yeah, I think it was. And I think, yeah, I th- but I think that they, they were just like a performance boot just designed. Very Nike. Yeah. Very, very Nike. Um, but, you know, you look at Alpine Stars now and we sort of... Like s- the same way LeBron wears LeBron shoes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. No. <laughs> Um, and that's the thing like you look at um, what happened with Tomac they're making custom boots for those guys was that boot too soft? oh yeah that's a it's a big one the guys have mentioned it before but I mean I don't know like where we're out there yeah it's it's hard to say I know that they're the boot that their riders are wearing is is for each individual rider it wasn't cool that it, it wasn't I mean it wasn't a good look for them that it was the LE set no that that was coming out that weekend yeah, yeah. The, the ankle thing happens it's not yeah. ideal I mean look it's a hard one to pick because but it's it such just... a brutal sport you know what I mean you don't know the ins and outs of it but it is interesting because I know those guys run custom boots and I know they generally like slippers yeah but um and, and then the same thing it's like uh, he would have taken way more hits than that yeah all year long and not had an issue and then yeah, then I guess it happens, it happens. But man, it just flips a. But that's why you sort of look at it like soft boots. We look at boots from the the nineties. There was nothing. They were literally just canvas yeah. and leather and the f- bit of plastic, and that was it. But guys survived. Yeah, but I get. Uh, I and then the other thing, but then, geez, you think they're not putting that much load to their feet, but they are. Like, yeah. But then also the riding styles change as well. So people that are running was- their feet a lot further back. So they're running that sort of risk where you know you can get that ankle flexion like where you really stretch your yep. ankles out um which you know i've done it before you know and it's it just it happens I don't, yeah but it's it is a thing and, and you know modern rides modern riding styles do gear adapts you yeah. know we're talking about you know brown riding on vintage bikes does he win it's interesting because it's a different riding style applied to an old sort of set of tech you know on a bike but yeah i don't know gear has evolved you know stuff needs to because we are riding on our toes a lot more you know we're not as flat-footed as yeah. we once were and like you say you know boots the minute you have a bad landing or you lose that strength in your leg or your support mechanism further up isn't it your ankle just folds yeah so it is definitely a a, a thing well i have i definitely noticed that between the this is personal you know, because obviously I, I know them. Um, between the old instinct and the new instinct, they've definitely gone for more rigidity in the ankle. Okay, because so has 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 hasn't got as much flex as the old boot did. Yeah, that was one of my biggest things with going to Fox, where I had heard that they were quite soft. Yeah, and I've got a little bit of like I did my ACL last year, um, and I sort of got this weird subconscious thing where it's the twisting and catching motion of feet and and knees so i was always like i don't know like it was one of those things that why i didn't go that route yeah but which which is which is something that made that old boot really good too yeah okay yeah it's a it's a double-edged sword yeah yeah exactly made it really really good and i was like when i got on the new one the first ride i'm like oh i always have to go back in the old days we have to wear it around the house a couple of nights before yeah when they when they bet in they're they're quite good so yeah okay they definitely have more they definitely have more rigidity than the older one okay um it gives you a bit more hold up which is which is uh which is good 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 for that reason and also having bigger feet for me and and you as well it it's more leverage if you land you know what i mean you have because there's more distance from your your balls of your feet to the heels where your ankle flexes yeah there's more leverage there's more force yeah so that extra bit of 
extra bit of stability is is good yeah and look that's definitely something to have a look at i mean talking about gear i think and i've got them sitting on the kx 500 we've got to talk about wow those abominations i mean they're not they're, they're not abominations I'm baggy, just saying that. I'm going to say baggy. I'm going to name names, but I'm going to say baggy gear in general. Freestyle stuff. Yeah, yeah, baggy gear in general. It was cool. It I, was, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I had to have, ba- I had baggy gear in the day. Did you go over the boot? I, well, yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't go over the boot because I had to show off the white boot. Ah. You see what I mean? So yeah, yeah. You sort of wear, if they had the short option... That's the other thing, the zip off. Oh, short. The zip offs, man. That was the that oh, was the move. Dude, I I always wanted a set of LBZ riding shorts. Um, Do these have a zipper on them? No. Nah, these are these are just the standard full spec ones. Um, I feel like LBZ were the fox of the freeze. Like they. they oh, that's a that's a very a, very big stretch there. From Kano. a from a design point of view. <laughs> Who else was coming up with these designs? Do you um, remember the ones they had gold you know, glitter you know vinyl who came up based with it? in them? You know who came up with a design like that? Who? The shift leisure suit. Oh, yeah. That was a design like that. That is. You put a pair of suit pants under that and you're, you're ready to go sit in a spa. I would pay throw. big money for a leisure suit. For yeah, a shift suit. They'd be around. You'd be able to get one. Would they, though? Well, they'd be somewhere. Someone would have one. They, they they had to have made so many that there'd be one available somewhere. There would be. And absolutely. I reckon oh, Hoag's wasn't a shift man, was he? No, he's Fox the whole... All the way through. Pretty much the whole way through, yeah. I reckon that... He would have... I've got to actually ask him about that. He'd have some really, really cool old stuff. I think he would, too. I think he would, too. Like, I, I speak to Boydie a little bit as well, because he obviously right at his place. And, and I always would have asked him, you know, I like to touch base... I don't want to harp on it, but you know, there's that secret little fanboy part of me. It's like, oh, it's Shane Boyd. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, holy shit! You know, you were there in this period of time with the Mate. frosted tips and Mate. leisure suits and whatever else went on in the, that period of time. I, I am tripping, dude. So, we have in our in our um, under the BCP banner, we've got Danny Hand, man. Oh, dude. And bro, <laughs> I can't believe that I'm like. The first day I was working with Hammy at a riding school, I'm like, this guy is He's a legend. Is on factory Suzuki. Yep. 100%. In shift gear. Yeah. The yellow shift gear. Dude, which and, was that and, gear. And a Supercross Masters. Bro, that gear, that, that yellow shift stuff, that era of shift gear as well, at that similar time, I think that was, what, 03? 03, yeah. That was also some of the pinnacle of riding gear. I think so too. I that shift stuff was awesome, man. Remember my riding bag? Oh no, dude! Not yeah. again, dude! That riding bag claimed some big victims. Damn! I know, I know. That stuff was sweet. Oh, man. dude! There is, you know, like it's actually funny. I was actually messaging Danny the other, oh, actually today, because I sort of I fanboy a little bit and sort of reach out on Instagram because I know he's got the Miller bike and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, the Miller bike, like man, it looks yeah. so cool. And you know, it's just sort of just general questions. You know, I don't know Danny that well, but he always responds really well and sort of gives me, you know, cool little bits and pieces. But We've got to try and figure out, I think on our podcast, we've got to try and get some of these guys to phone in or have a chat to them because they were, like, they weren't just, like, you've got to talk, you know, talk about Danny, terra firma, early terra firma. Dude, Mike Metzger cruising around, like, that was global. That was huge. Stockton Dunes, all that sort of stuff. Like, it's so wild. Yeah, I can't even, like, it's so surreal to me to be like, yeah, working with Danny here. Yeah, dude, it'd be cool. You know, it's like, so crazy. I mean, Hogue's in the same respect on the racing side, but yeah. like, uh, Hammy's like his free riding, like 
crazy. It was so cool. Man. Oh, dude, it was unreal. And that's the the thing, you know, like sort of talk about, you know, bits and pieces. And I just, for some reason, I'm thinking about that gear bag. There's actually a, remember Fox did a helmet. It was Matt Brown, Stu ran it, and it had the, like yeah. the, there's yeah. one of those. It was in a, pilot, that, a pro pilot. Pro pilot. There's one of them in that cupboard With there. the red vents? Is yeah, like one? metallic red yeah, vents. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. There's sick. one in that cupboard over there. And oh. it's got this, the, you could buy a Stu 259 pink sticker set for it. Yes. It has that sticker set on it. That's sick. Yeah, dude. And the old M2R helmets with the big fins on the back. Bro, the so the, the Langston one, they had the Pastrana one. So that's, The Langston one's in there as well. Sick. Yeah, Hell yeah. So, I've, so that... So that Pastrana one that he ran in 03 um, and won X Games on, that M2R helmet, I, I have one of them and my brother oh, has one as well. And dude, that's like, at the time, I never thought anything of it. And that is a piece of history. Oh, 100%. And yeah. that's like, even like my little brother's got a Medi one. Oh, like yes, a Brent Metcalf one yes. with the koala on yeah, it. Yeah, yep, yep. And like, did I know Medi? It's so weird. Can I that- just say, how is Medi still competitive? I don't want to... Sorry, Medi, if you do listen to this. I don't want to, like, age you or anything. But holy hellfire, that guy's still going. Dude, you should see him shoot a basketball. Really? Yeah, you think he's good on a dirt bike, man. <laughs> really? That guy's a baller, dude. He, really? He, yeah, That's he can ball, man. Dude, I was... I had the pleasure of having the panels sucked off my motorcycle as he went past me for <laughs> the other week. And he was doubling into braking bumps and over shit that I was like, what? That's just levels to it, man. He's um, dude, he's, he's timeless, dude. That dude will be... He is timeless. And it, he's been around forever. And I remember, you know, when he went to the US and all that sort of stuff, like it was cool, like all that sort of stuff, yeah. you know. O'Neill. Well, yeah, O'Neill. Forgot about O'Neill. You can't not mention O'Neill. What happened? I, as a young teenage boy, I always appreciated O'Neill's ads because they always had very scandalous <laughs> women in their gear. <laughs> it's so odd that they had that sort of advertising, but you sort of, I, I sort of think of it as like the clean cut sort of gear. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like a, a juxtaposition of the of the scandalous ads, but the like the very like bold colors, nothing too crazy going straight on. Design, straight design, straight design, logo. That's it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? LaRocco. Yeah. Mike LaRocco. Mike LaRocco. Doesn't get much straighter than old no. Mike LaRocco. And it seems odd that he... What's he in FXR now, isn't he? It's I FXR. think so, yeah. yeah. It's a travesty. It is. I- <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, look, O'Neill have done some pretty cool stuff. Like I think they're... they're they went. There was a bit of a dark day. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a dark yeah. time there. They're okay. They're going. They're okay. They're getting back. They're yeah. coming back. But it was one of those things, you know. And yeah, it's crazy, you know. Like you sort of look at it and you go, "There was so many different elements to this." You know, and we'll start to sort of wrap. Speaking this. of element, that was their. Uh, that still is their uh, entry level range name. Very good. Very good. I did uh, not Paul? know that. There yeah. you go. And we'll sort of start to wind this down because we could go on for ages about oh. gear, dude, forever. But, you know, we sort of start to look at the elements and you talk about levels of everything. Motocross gear is such a fundamental part of our sport because it is our... F- Fashion's probably a dirty word for a very you know masculine, in inverted commas, sport, but it's such a big part of it. It's massive. It is. Motocross and riding gear are one and the same. It's It, it goes... It's it's honestly part of the riding experience, man. Yes. Like for for me, it's part of the experience. Like figuring out like what gear. Like I'm the biggest geek with it, man. Like I I won't wear like weird goggles with like I'll have to wear if I'm not wearing like color coded goggles. I will just wear black goggles. Like yep. I'm not I will I'm not the type of guy that will just go like I'm just running like 
uh, pink stuff today and I'll run a green goggle. Where are you at with helmets? I have an opinion with helmets and what they need to match. See, for me, a helmet cannot match anything. It has to be unique to you because it's your head, it's your face. Ah. So I have a big out there helmet. I have a Larry helmet. I have something. It can't match the yeah. rest of it because that's. And that's your a very um. That's a very from the day of custom painted helmets. Yes. That's a pull from that that yes. era, isn't it? Yes. So I am I am different. I am of the fruition that you should. Try to get the helmet to match the kit. Okay. And if it doesn't, run a black and white helmet. Okay. So you're... Okay, yes. See, unless I'm... it's like... Unless you're running like a black set of gear, like you're running black or neutral gear, then you can run something crazy, but then maybe hit the gloves or the boots with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I will go like... And I will go like pink helmet, pink boots, uh, you know, like a light, like a white or a gray or... A neutral Even gear. like that that gear set that I... That, that jersey, that nuclear stuff yep. so I'd run that like that's my limit of colour with like a pink boot or a pink helmet yep. does that make sense? yeah yeah no, I totally and then like it. that's like a neutral so like a, even a red boot red helmet something like that yep and that's a crazy thing you know we, one thing we and thank you for bringing it up we haven't touched on custom painted where did we go I oh, know shout out to my boy Chris Kickers for hooking a, hooking, a, hooking me up uh, back in the day with the, like not even back in the day like a few years ago he was, he was doing my he's doing some cool stuff helmets. Yeah, he's, yeah he's doing a great job man he's a and he's one guy I'll definitely shout him out if you want a helmet painted he's the guy to go to he's not um there's some guys out there that he's not pretty cra- t- he's not crazy pricey that's yep. like the thing but also like you're not going in there to, to get a helmet painted for nothing either. No, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, there's no. There's a lot no. of work goes into these things. Math and and yeah, I've, yeah, and being involved with a couple of the ones he's done for me back, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, man, he is nose to the grindstone on those things. Yeah, and, yeah. and something that you think's just like, oh man, do you just mask it up and just hit it with a bit? Oh, of dude, paint? when you it's see like, the process, dude, you're it's, like, it's, my it's goodness, so so in depth. But I also understand that man. People have got to. You know, he does it at a at a fair. I guess you would say a pretty fair price. I think so. Very very fair yeah, price. He's done a little design on the back of a couple of our helmets for yeah. us and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he did your actually. He did your zebra helmet. Didn't he, he did. He did the eleven logo on that with the the my name and everything on the back of it. And that looked and really that's, good. That's a sick helmet. That, that is a sick helmet. That that is a way. So, I, I pulled the I pulled that off, and that sits on the on in on the shelf now. But so we're talking about the twenty twenty V three. Uh, Fox helmet with the it came out with the uh, zebra complete zebra flex, uh, flex air kit. Yep, um, that's the helmet we're talking about. If you can picture that, but that pink, that pink is a oh beautiful, beautiful helmet. I love that helmet. And look, you know, I stopped wearing it because I got a bell after I saved up enough money to get a bell. Um, that's a super comfy helmet. I had to get, being a massive PC fanboy. I had to get the PC one with the monster on the side, but yeah. Um, I would love and, and Kickers and I have actually spoken about this a little while ago take a Rhino Hughes mid 90s bell and give it to me today do you know what I mean like let's just do a let's let's just do a a replica because I feel like the corporate side of motocross is starting to kill it more so we went through corporate through the 80s then we broke away in the, the 90s and the 2000s. And now I think we're coming back a little bit more. Like you can't do custom helmets because people want to sell the stuff they're selling. Well, you've got to have you've got to have monster claws on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly and the, right. And then the thing is like, uh, yeah, you need to have your energy drink on it. And that's another, actually another thing that you guys were talking about. Sorry, this is on no, the energy right. drink thing. I have to make a point here. Yeah, go um, So you guys were talking about the, in the last episode, you were talking about how Jet was getting shit for selling donuts. 
And then it's like every rider, you know every rider has a monster can, has a monster can on his head, or a Red Bull can, yeah. or a, you know, a Rockstar can. Probably it's like, better if you smashing a donut <laughs> than it is smashing a can of. But it's just drink. such a, it's just such a, um, such an unusual take for a for a sport that is just dominated by stuff you probably shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, and I can guarantee you that the podium can. Oh, they're they're water. They're one hundred percent water. One hundred percent water. But it's just. But it's just so... It's such an odd thing. I mean, it's just... I guess it's because he's the shining star at the moment. Jet's the shining star and he's sort of... He's going to take heat. It's sort of like when Ricky was winning all the time. People weren't about him. Like no. King, it's just, King Ricky. Yeah, everyone just, wants to to, everyone just wants to see the downfall. And, and I get it because it makes, it makes racing more exciting if there's yep. different winners. But yeah, you can't be giving him hell for a, for a, a donut sale. Dude, I reckon that is the... Because I think... We're going to go a little bit off topic here, but the donut thing is perfect get over training guys like you're killing the sport for everyone <laughs> like just go have some fun like and that's what we lost from the nice in 2000 when are you going to see you tell me when you're going to see jess thanks, thanks rick yeah yeah thanks kenny ando barsha all go out to jumon and just hit some transitions when are you going to see that yeah won't uh, i mean kenny's and the Ken- only one kenny, kenny was getting pretty wild with uh berman i saw a video that of that good. that was cool but then like the other, and then the thing is as well. Ten years ago, that would have been a five-minute YouTube edit. Yeah, that that jump there that was a forty-second Instagram clip. That would have been a, a really cool writing video. That you whole thing with Berryman it. and Kenny, and yep. it would have yeah. And now there's people out there that probably forgotten that even happened. For sure, they're they're hearing us talk about it now and go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. Do you know what I mean? But that would have been like a. A verb platinum, for example, and I watched one this morning with Barsha from 2012. Yep. With Jason Baker just built his track, and then they did a full edit out of his house. And it's like there's they're not. Yeah, it's a shame that our, and I think that that's why it's not such a, you know, gear doesn't seem to move the needle as much and and that sort of stuff because there's so much of a saturation of, of input and so much of a saturation of of content that yep. no one's getting that wow factor of something coming out like we used to wait all year and get the new crusty video or we oh, wait dude, all year it was a and get the new thing for a crusty video. circus like it's and these guys are filming all year and then that's their their, their thing and you know it's and or on on the pipe was massive oh, remember dude. on the pipe videos they were so sick yep. and it's just fourth gear jump fifth gear pinned <laughs> and it's like man on the pipe wasn't I mean, it probably stone spray sandwich. Yeah, dude. There's so, so many There's cool videos. So many cool videos. And it's like, it wasn't that long ago that that was a thing, no. but now it's just, man, it doesn't happen anymore, and it's such a shame. And I mean, it's, it's like we're saying with magazines. I'm still diehard magazine. My local news agency gets me MXA and uh, oh, action, yeah. all that sort of stuff, like yeah. the overseas stuff as well. And it's like, how long till they don't bring them in anymore? It's that it was a big part of it. I still like there's a box of dirt actions there from probably late nineties all the way up, you know, like yeah. I still flick through them now. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I sit on the couch, watch TV, I just go grab a couple of magazines and just look at the, oh, I can't I'm a mechanic, I can't read. So I just look at <laughs> look, look, look at the pictures. Look man. at the pictures. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, you know, look the sport is changing and, and we've sort of had a look on a, a few aspects tonight, but like I said, mainly gear. And it's been sort of cool to go through it's 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 cool to reminisce it's cool to talk about it i hope and i pray that these gear manufacturers start to really bring back some of the roots and stuff that they were so famous for and what what 
turn them into the brands they are today. Um, like imagine if so as Fox are going through the goat collection now with the the Rick the the Ricky stuff that they're doing with the oh that was supposed to say that the Blitz the Strafer Strafer and then whatever the next one that's coming out is. Imagine if Thor did one for 04. I mean... Like an 04 Thor one. Like they did... Dude, remember if, the Twitch gear? Dude, if, With the Paisley on it. Like yeah, that. dude. If Thor did a drop... Here we go, Gas Imports. If you've got a link through to Thor, here it is. 05. 04, 05. Let's bring it back. Bring a couple of them. Make sure one yeah. of them's paste. I'll buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things. So it, it's super hard to... I don't find I see new gear releases and I just don't get excited. I see it and I go, oh, yeah, cool. See, it looks the same as what I did last year. I'm gonna get as jaded as you one day. Yeah, yeah one dude. day. I am. Ask anyone like Marshall and that. They're like, oh, I do. He, Marshall doesn't want to talk to me about gear because yeah. I'm just like, nah. It's, Debbie Downer. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's not good. But all right, guys. I think we'll wrap that one up there. It's been fantastic having you on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Mitch. Like, thank, it's been thank great. you very much, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no. I'd love to love to do it again sometime. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should have a little bit more of a deep dive. Maybe we'll do a. We'll maybe even pick a moto video. We'll yeah. just pull it apart and talk about it, you know, like deep dive into that. Um, a rewatchables, kind of like That'd what Pulp MX do with yeah. the re-raceables. Um, yeah, lift but, their idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, no, thank you guys. Thank you for listening in. Like I said, it's been really good. We've, we've, we're going to try and do a few more of these, well, it was kind of, I can't say small, medium podcasts for you to listen to. <laughs> um, we'll deep dive a little bit more into the retro stuff. We'll go more into the restoration stuff. I'll do a couple of one-on-ones with some of the, the workflow, what we do in the in the workshop. But it's been really good, guys. Thank you for listening. Like I said, have a check out on our socials. Check out the website if you're looking for any parts or anything like that. We're really working on bringing you guys a good part supply. Um, we're building up the website a lot. So thank you very much, guys. What's, Hope- what's the uh, YouTube thing? Uh, like the page. Smash, <laughs> smash, smash that like button. <laughs> smash that like button. Smash that like button. And don't forget to subscribe to That's it. Thank you, guys. It's been great. See ya.